This is the Folk Music Notebook. You can tune in at home or on the go. Just go to the Apple iTunes or Google Play Store, download the Folk Music Notebook app, and enjoy the show. It's free. Welcome back to Traditions. I'm Ron Alesco, and today is September 11th. We've we played some songs uh, in commemoration of that event, but uh, another event that I hope folks out there will be aware of is that September is National Recovery Month. Uh, this is something that's been happening since 1989. It's an observance that's held every September. Uh, it's sponsored by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration, part of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And the idea is to promote and support treatment and recovery practices. And this year, well, the growing crisis of substance abuse misuse and overdose death. Uh, they are launching some initiatives that will help promote treatment and recovery practices. And it's something I think we all need to be aware of. And we have a very special guest today. Uh, it's actually been a while since he's been on the show, but in, I'm not sure if it was planned this way, but uh, he's just released an album this month called Hope Road, which is a story of his own recovery. Uh, from from drug and and, and alcohols, um, he is recognized for his work as a producer and co-host of the show Art of the Song, a radio program that focuses on songwriting and creativity. It's heard on, I believe, over a hundred public radio stations around the country, and also on Folk Music Notebook. Um, he has written a book called The 2020 Creativity Solution, which gives a step-by-step -step process to enhance creativity. And uh, he's also a luthier. He's built over 80 custom guitars for people like Hank Williams uh, Jr., Trisha Yearwood, The Mavericks, uh, Steve Earle, and others. And uh, with his wife Vivian Nesbitt, in addition to hosting Art of the Song, they also put together a show called The Songs of Mother Jones in Heaven. Uh, it was written by Cy Khan. Well, actually, the, the, that, that's the name of the CD. The show itself is called Mother Jones in Heaven, a musical by Cy Khan. We had them at the Hurdy Gurdy Folk Music Club a few years ago, and they, they've got some more shows coming up as well. But we've asked him to, to join us today to talk about this new album. Uh, it's called Hope Road, and I'd like to welcome to Traditions, John Dillon. John, well, how are you today? Oh, doing great, Ron. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, th thank you for being here, and, and thank you for recording this album. Um, you know, it's obviously a very personal album for you, and I, I, uh, it's kind of hard, I, I would imagine, dealing with your own experiences and sharing with others, but I guess that is also part of the recovery process. Yes, it is. You know, um, they say in order to keep it, you have to be willing to pass it on and to, to share it with other mm -hmm. other people. Um this has kind of uh, been a lifetime in the works project for me. Um, I'll tell you how it got started. I took a songwriting class, an online songwriting class with Cozy Sheridan uh, through the Cafe Lena School of Music. And the first assignment was to write a song based on writing a letter to someone with whom you had unfinished business. Mm. Well, um, what I ended up writing a letter to was my disease of addiction. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how that came about, but as I was thinking, well, who do I have unfinished business with? 
I thought of my disease of addiction because it's a, it's a never-ending process. Uh, I am, last month I celebrated 30 years in recovery, so it's uh, it's been a, a long process for me. But anyway, so I wrote the song, uh, wrote the letter, then wrote the song, and you know, I had to really dig deep into my relationship with the disease of addiction. And I played the song for the class on Zoom, and met, most, pretty much all of them uh, were not in recovery. So this was kind of an interesting thing to do to tell my addiction story to people who were not in recovery. And they all were kind of blown away by it, and they said, "This is a message that you should that you should uh, get out to as many people as possible." And so that's how it began, <laughs> with one song. Wow! And then uh, I thought, well, I can't, I can't stop there. I got to keep telling the story. Uh, that that first song was was that the song "Addiction." Yes. Well, I, I'd like to play that right now, so uh, we can talk a little bit more about your 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 story. And I think this kind of a really sets it up. Um, as as John just mentioned, this was a song that came out of that that online songwriting class with Cozy Sheridan. Here from the new album, Hope Road, is John Dillon and the song Addiction. Past the point of turning back, shades of blue fade to black. Once was all fun and games, now war, and I know your name. Addiction Addiction Blind conviction To a lesser God Addiction Addiction You want me down Six feet beneath the ground Consume I need to fill the void Searching streets I should avoid To satisfy this lust inside I gladly take the devil's ride Addiction Addiction Blind conviction to a lesser God Addiction You want me down six feet beneath the ground There's comfort in the dark of night Excitement in the chase Morning on the bathroom floor I swear to God I'll change my ways Then it all begins again Your siren song draws me in Before too long I take that sip Fall back in your icy grip Addiction Addiction Blind conviction to a 
That was Addiction, a song from the new album Hope Road from our guest today, John Dillon. A very personal song that John wrote to his disease, uh, Addiction. And I I think it's an important distinction. A lot of people don't realize it's a disease. I mean, you would figure by now people would have, have been educated. But, you know, there's still a certain stigma to addiction, both alcohol and drugs. But it's really something you don't have control over is it right um it has been uh diagnosed uh, as a disease by the uh, american medical association quite a long time ago and you know a lot of people think well it's a it's a moral failing or you know you just get your get yourself together and you can you can overcome this uh but it's really uh it's a disease uh passed on from generation to generation in many cases. Um, but uh, but the good news is that by viewing it as a disease, there is a treatment and there is a way for people to recovery. So by going public with my story, um, I'm hoping that people will realize that, you know, it can be it can be treated and help is out there if if somebody wants to to recover absolutely you know i i i didn't know about your story until recently and i've known you for a while in fact you were a guest uh on this program many years ago and also we did an interview at the northeast regional folk alliance uh back in the late 90s um it's something i i guess you didn't really discuss publicly or what what was the impetus to, to to bring it forward to to make it part of your your story that everybody knows? Well, I, uh, writing the album, um, you know, writing that first song and getting that feedback uh, from the from the group, you know, it it kind of flipped a switch for me. And you know, uh, there's um, one of the one of the ways of of uh, recovery is through twelve step programs and in in those programs uh, anonymity is is a, a part of the program mm-hmm. and so you know people I think are reluctant to really go public with with what's going on um, I saw a, a documentary movie called anonymous people uh, it came out I think about 10 years ago and I watched that and that talked about how important it is to to go public and to let people know that you're a person in long-term recovery because by set, showing that example, people realize that, that it is possible to live a, a positive and a productive life in recovery. Mm-hmm. So I think recording the album, watching that documentary um, made it made me feel that you know now now is the time for me to go public and now is the time for me to use my talents and my skills as a musician to to carry the message oh, well, we're, we're glad you did you know i for, for years ago when i first started doing the show i've been doing this program since uh, 1980 but i i had a problem at times with certain songwriters who wrote so many personal songs that i felt well why are we sharing their therapy sessions but then it finally dawned on me that 
those personal experiences are something that, that people can relate to and learn from. And uh, that's why I think your, your new album is so important, Hope Road, because there are people that are suffering and maybe not just drugs and alcohol. I mean, there are other addictions in life that uh, I think people can get inspiration from when they when they hear your songs. I'd like to talk a little bit about your, your story. I mean, how how did it all transpire? I mean, uh, when, when did you first get involved in, in, in drugs and alcohol? Well, I grew up in the 1960s, and uh, the uh, hippie movement was well underway, and uh, experimentation with uh, lots of different drugs, um, pot, LSD, mescaline, anything anything that we could get our hands on, we were mm. willing to try <laughs> in yeah. those years. And, uh, you know, that that was all fun and games and fun and... and uh, it was like a like an adventure, really. I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania, and it was a way for me of escaping the small town life, um, and which I eventually did. Um, I went to Woodstock in 1969, uh, realized that there were a whole lot more people out there like me, mm-hmm. and uh, I tried college for... Uh, a couple of months and decided, well, I think I'm going to drop out and travel around the country because I think I can get a better education that way. And so I did. I traveled around the country for uh, a good number, about two years. Um, the song uh, Sacramento to Cheyenne kind of illustrates that part of my life. But I ended up settling in uh, northern New Mexico in a a New Age spiritual community, and one of the requirements was no drugs or alcohol. So I became part of that community, uh, gave up drinking and and drugs for a good eight years. Uh, During that time, I got married, had a child, and uh, my marriage fell apart after about eight years. I left the group and the drugs and alcohol returned. And this is in the 80s and uh, cocaine was was pretty prevalent back back then. And I found myself after a number of years getting to a real low point with with my uh, cocaine use. And that's when I hit my hit my bottom, as they say, uh, surrender and which leads up to, I believe, the next song, which is called White Flag, which is when I uh, um, I realized that I had a problem. I realized that I couldn't solve it myself, and I had to reach out for help.
song White Flag, uh, cut from the new album from John Dillon, our guest today. The album is called Hope Road, From Addiction to Recovery. And John, you, you mentioned before we heard the song that this was really uh, the point where you reached out for help. Was there a specific incident or was it just sitting down, realizing what, where, where you've gone? What, what led you to get help? Well, I like to call it a divine intervention. 
in the form of a run-in with the law. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got busted. I got arrested and uh, and uh, ended up uh, being in serious trouble. The uh, uh, I worked for my family's business at the time, and uh, my arrest made the papers and the evening news. And as it says in the song, um, and I was so filled with shame and realized that that's when I had to make a change. Mm -hmm. So it was it was a specific incident that happened, but it was me internally getting to a place where I uh, I had to make a change. I wanted to make a change. And I think that's an important part, wanting to make a change. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's probably the hardest part, too, to, to, to get to that point. I mean, I I've mm -hmm. unfortunately had a friend who passed away because of alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, and it was never to the point where he really got the help he needed or wanted to get the help he needed. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, and we see that too often, I'm afraid. And, I, you know, I think that's why your, your album is important because, you know, these songs are songs that people in this similar situation can re relate to. I'm sure everybody has that white flag at some point. But once you get to that point, then comes the hard part. The 12-step the, the program is one way that you mentioned. And mm -hmm. I think it's coincidental, by the way, you have 12 songs on this album, too. I don't know if that was purpose or not, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it fits in well. But Tell us about the recovery process. Um, how difficult was that? Well, as I said, uh, I got to a place where I was willing to get the help. I wanted to get the help. It wasn't like somebody else was telling me, you got to get better. So the willingness was, was really important. Um, I uh, had a friend, uh, uh, actually, who was a friend of my parents' generation, and he was working as an intake counselor for a, a drug and alcohol rehab. And uh, we called him up and he came over and, and uh, talked for what seemed to be hours. And uh, he said, uh, John, I think they have a bed up there with your name on it. And uh, so the next day I checked into a 28-day treatment program, a place called Marworth up in northeastern Pennsylvania. And that's where I really made the change and really learned the basics of, of how to get sober. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, 12-step um, recovery was, for me, what worked. Um, I got a sponsor after, after I left the rehab, and he helped me to work through the steps. And uh, basically helping others doing the work, serving, serving the group, all of those things um, contributed to, to my path to recovery. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure, obviously, physically, it, it helped you, but did, did you find other changes? I mean, you've always been a creative artist, a musician, a writer. Um, were you seeing things differently once you started the recovery process? Yes, I think, uh, I guess the best way to des describe it is that there was a fog in my life during my times of, of active addiction, which I didn't know it at the time, obviously. But as I gradually uh, worked in recovery, now recovery is work. It's it's not just about giving up the, the substances. It's 
once you do that, then everything reveals itself uh, that needs to be worked on within the personality, uh, character defects, we call them. Mm -hmm. And so by doing the work and actually digging deep to make those changes, that's when the fog really began to lift and my creativity took off. Um, my sense of joy and, and happiness in life took up, took off, and uh, that's pretty much how it, how it goes. And I can imagine collecting these 12 songs. I mean, most of them are songs that were written by you. You have a John Hyatt song here and also a song that your son wrote too, which uh, I, I, it's a song that um, I'm gonna, I'll save this for another time to play, but that must have been difficult when you, when you hear your song singing about your addiction. Yeah, uh, that was really something amazing. Um, Jackson, Dylan, my son, uh, spent some time here with us last summer, and uh, we actually worked on writing some songs together. Um, but he was still in active addiction at the time, and uh, he wrote he wrote that song and he played it for me and I said wow that's that song really nails it and um, so uh, subsequently um, you know kind of independently he had an experience around Thanksgiving time last year where he he had his bottom uh, mm -hmm. as a, as a, a an addict and we got him into treatment and. Uh, this was, I guess, eight, nine, almost ten months ago, and I'm proud to say, and he has given me permission to to let people know that he he is uh, he is in recovery and he's he's doing very well these days. Ah, oh, that's good to hear, and it's important that you bring that up too, because uh, you know there are there is evidence that it is genetic as well. And uh, yeah, I think it's something everybody needs to be aware of. Uh, and we had some in, our, in my own family, so it's something that makes us very cautious. Um, but you know, you you you, and I guess your son too. Is he's a professional uh, musician as well? Well, he's he's uh, go, go, he's gone on and off with uh -huh. trying to be professional about it. And right now, I think in his early recovery, he's decided to focus on some other things right so right. We'll, we'll see where it goes you know i think uh whether he goes into the family business or not is, <laughs> is to totally up to him uh, well, you know I, I was just thinking because you know we hear stories about the music industry and i've seen things myself although i i think and maybe i'm naive about this i don't think the folk community is has such a huge problem as it does in some you know the rock and roll industry where it's Almost, uh, you know, cocaine was kind of a, a <laughs> an hors d'oeuvre sometimes at the oh, yeah. events. Um, but I guess it's still difficult being on the road uh, and maybe being faced with uh, these opportunities to, to, to have a lapse. Has it been difficult for you with that way, in that respect? Not really. You know, uh, I was very fortunate um and uh, I was actually playing in a band uh, and doing music at the time when I when I got sober, and so I still I kept uh, after a little bit of a, a, a respite. I ended up getting back with the band and playing in bars. And mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, the desire to use had had left uh, shortly after I 
I got sober. So I didn't feel tempted uh, by the, the situations. Um, and the, the, my bandmates were aware of what I was going through. So they were, they were very respectful. So mm. it was a good situation. Oh, that's good. And yeah, I think it's also, you know, a lot of people think sometimes it's just being around this is going to be cause a trigger. But I think there's other deeper things that cause those triggers than just seeing a bottle in front of you or somebody passing mm -hmm. a joint around. You know, something else that you've got to work. I think you kind of touched on that, that earlier. So you've got this beautiful album out now, a powerful album, Hope Road, uh, from Addiction to Recovery. And I understand that you're also active in the in helping others recover you're you're performing at uh, at various centers and such yeah um recording the album has opened up a number of uh, opportunities for me uh, there is a, uh, a treatment center not too far from where we live here in upstate new york uh, where i've been invited to come in once a month and uh, basically do a concert of of my album songs and tell my story to the people there who are obviously in very early recovery and uh, I've found it to be an extremely moving and meaningful experience to be able to sit there you know and and tell my story and to be able to to connect on on a I don't know somewhat of a spiritual level because I think mm -hmm. music uh, taps into some part of ourselves that uh, speech just doesn't quite get there alone. So um, people come up to me afterwards and say, thank you. You know, the words really touched me in a, in a meaningful way. Um, so and hopefully that will will stay with them and, and make a big difference in their lives. I hope so. It's. Uh, I, I think people need to realize, as uh, kind of before, as you said about going to Woodstock and realizing you're not alone. The same thing with recovery. You have to, people have to realize they're not in this by themselves. There are others like you and treatment centers that that, that can give them help. Yeah, um, people may not realize this, and I certainly didn't realize it when I discovered this. Is that there are over 23 million people in recovery in the United wow. States. You know, and if you if you do the numbers, that's almost 10% of the adult population. Mm. You know, people are are actually in recovery from something, you know, whatever it may be, whether they're actively uh, doing the work or not. But uh, I find that to be a pretty astounding uh, statistic yeah and it seems like its numbers are going up instead of down from from the things that i've read recently and mm -hmm. uh, that's a sad part F for you though that you you've got this album out now you you've opened your heart and your personal story to others what what do you plan to do in the future with this are you going to i assume you're going to continue working in in treatment centers and performing yeah, exactly. And and I'm I'm glad you asked that question because another opportunity has has come uh come through my door and that is um I've been invited to join an online Zoom group of creative writers, people who are in early recovery and using creative writing, poetry, prose uh as a means to dig into their personal issues and to to help them on their path of recovery and we we get together every Wednesday night on zoom and usually there's maybe eight or ten people involved and uh, the 
the guy that facilitates the the group will put out a topic and people will brainstorm on it and tap, type uh, rhymes and phrases into the chat. And at the end of, of the evening, I will copy down everything in the chat, take it home and make it into a song. Hmm. And so far we've we've written five songs now in the last couple of months and uh, the uh, the gentleman who facilitates uh, the group is in the process of getting funding so that we can record these songs oh, as wonderful. as our next album and it's it's ah. an amazing opportunity to collaborate with these people in early recovery and when i come back and sing the song for them it's like wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did i have a part in that 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 is a wonderful story. I hope you, you do get the funding, and and uh, we'll see a sequel to uh, Hope Road. Yeah, uh, but you know what? I'd like to play another song because uh, I think it kind of leads into what we've just been discussing. You, you wrote a song called "The Help I Need." Yeah, that's uh, basically tells tells the story of what happened when I got out of the the twenty eight day rehab uh, program. That was what I like to call boot camp for recovery. Uh, learning all the basics. And uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I uh, got out of rehab. I got a sponsor who helped me to work through the 12 steps. And that's what this song is about. This song talks about the many different ways that, that uh, we recover, the many different uh, opportunities that we have, and that uh, service, helping others is is a big part of that. And mm -hmm. uh, so... And I think the the uh, chorus of the song uh, talks about the three important things in early recovery. Um, the three there are three uh, tenets in early recovery, and it's it's the acronym HOW H O W. We have to be honest, uh, honest with ourselves, and honest with other people. We have to be open, open to a new way of life, and we have to be willing willing to do whatever it takes. I finally surrendered and confessed My addiction had brought me to my knees When I truly admitted my life was a mess The help I needed was there for me My friend said I could stop the runaway train been where I'd been, found a way to face the fear, ease the pain, live a good life day to day. The help I needed was there for me, just had to ask and had to be. Honest about my faults and mistakes Open to a new way of life Willing to do whatever it takes The help I needed was there for me We met for coffee at the Daily Grind And down some old church basement stair Room full of phones all different kinds The scent of coffee filled the air 
listened to stories of where they'd been, did what they said, kept coming back, made the coffee and a few new friends. Soon my life was getting back on track. The help I needed was there for me, just had to ask and had to be. Honest about my faults and mistakes Open to a new way of life Willing to do whatever it takes The help I needed was there for me Dug in deep to clear my past Shared my secrets with a trusted friend Prayed my faults be removed at last To those I'd hurt, I made amends Feeling much better, the fog had cleared A whole lot less pain and strife Shame and fear had disappeared The spirit force was working in my life Days of joy, days of sorrow, a bumpy road, but I'll be fine. Don't think about tomorrow, take it one day at a time. The help I need is there for me, just have to ask and have to be. Honest about my faults and mistakes, open. song is called The Help I Need. It's a cut from the new album Hope Road from Addiction to Recovery by John Dillon. And John is with us today sharing his story of recovery. Um, 30 years you mentioned, right, that you've been on this road? Yes, I, I celebrated 30 years on August 10th. Uh, congratulations. Uh, is it still a struggle or uh, how, how, does, how does it get when you get to that point? Uh, it's not it's not a struggle um the struggle was early early mm-hmm. on and there were times uh in my sobriety in my recovery where life's challenges uh have have arisen um i went through a divorce uh, about 10 years into recovery 9 or 10 years and that was that was not fun it was certainly a challenge but i used my support uh and my recovery support to help me get through those difficult situations. But I will say now, uh, the, the life is good, and uh, uh, let's let's just hope it stays that way. Oh, we all hope that. Uh, you know, the song we just heard, "The Help I Need," uh, was written from your perspective uh, and respect the perspective of someone who's uh, in recovery. Uh, another hard thing I think is for people who are around people like yourself 
what we can do, how we can get people to get help. As I mentioned earlier, I had a friend who unfortunately died too early because uh, he had issues with alcohol, severe issues. And you know, my friends and I, we tried everything we could, or at least we thought we could, but never worked. And I know his family had the same, same problems, and I'm sure others out there are feeling the same thing. What do you suggest to people? How do we, how can we help others get the help that they need? Well, I think um, there is a program for that. Um, there is a, a, an organization called Al-Anon, which is a support group for family members of people who are either in active addiction or, or in recovery. And I think I don't know a whole lot about that program, but I do know some people that have received a great deal of benefit from it. And I think the basic thing is that uh, in, in any kind of relationship, um, whether it be with an addict or someone in recovery, um, we want to look at, at ourselves and find out what it is in ourselves that we can work on to, to make the relationship better. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, the, the key is that we can't change other people and they have to want to change themselves. Absolutely. Well, let's hope that this new album will help others get the help that they need. Um, again, the new album is called Hope Road uh, from Addiction to Recovery. And uh, the creator of this album, John Dillon, is with us today. John, if our, our audience would like to get in touch with you, uh, how can they do that? Um, the best way is through my website, hoperoadmusic.com. And uh, the CD is available on a pay-what-you-wish basis. Uh, you can pay as little as a dollar, and you can get it either as a CD or as a digital download. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're hoping that the that the uh, what people choose to pay will average out and that we'll be making enough money to keep uh, taking this message forward to people who can use it. I hope so. It's an important message. And, uh, you know, you are just, uh, we're so thankful to you for being able to share your story and, and I'm sure help others. I mean, this is an album that not only is it great music, but uh, there's an important story and a lesson to be learned here. Hope Road from Addiction to Recovery. Uh, John, uh, I, I know you're a busy person. Uh, you and your wife, Vivian, are also uh, doing some shows, Art of the Song, which is the radio series you were doing. How, how many years has that been on now? Um, 19 years. 19 years. Hard to believe. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Next month, we, we celebrate 19 years. Oh, that's wonderful. And you have, you've had some great guests. And uh, it, it's more than just an interview. It's, it's helping others get into the creative process. You're, you're just a helping kind of guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's all part of the, part of the deal. Right. But yeah. uh, you and, uh, and, and Viv also do the, that wonderful Psycon show, Mother Jones in Heaven. Uh, I believe you've got, you've got a couple more shows coming up. Yeah, we have uh, one coming up uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, September 17th. Uh, it's being hosted by the uh, uh, Calliope Music Group and the Homestead, uh, the Battle of Homestead Foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a, a labor, a labor uh, fight that was that was held. Um, and uh, so we're, we're really honored to be carrying uh, the message of Mother Jones, who was a, a great labor organizer back in the uh, 
early 1900s, late 1800s, and it's it's a powerful story. Saikon wrote the the uh, script and the songs, and uh, we're just uh, honored to be able to perform that uh, for different people and places all across the country. And and Vivian is such a tremendous actress. Uh, uh, you feel like you're in the presence of Mother Jones watching this show. So I, I hope folks will get out and uh, and see it if it comes to a, a, a location near you. Uh, John, uh, again, I want to thank you for being with us today and uh, for recording this album. Um, we're going to hear the, the title cut, Hope Road. Um, would you like to introduce this one? Sure. Um, there is... Uh... A, uh, a thing in 12-step recovery known as the promises. And they talk about all the good things that will happen in your life if you do the work, if you do the hard work of, of uh, digging deep and, and working on the underlying causes of your disease. Um, and so this song, Hope Road, uh, talks about how those promises have come true in my life. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it talks about all all the good things that can happen and will happen if you do the work. Well, I hope it'll also encourage some of our listeners too. Again, the album Hope Road from Addiction to Recovery. John Dillon, thanks so much for being with us today. And thank you and, and good luck. Uh, Ron, thank you so much. It's great to be back. And uh, let's listen now to the title cut, Hope Road. Behind the booze, the dope Glad I found this road of hope Inward curiosity Searching for what's real Newfound generosity Relationships have healed Stronger ties with my kids Life partner of my dreams A balance and a presence no more wild extremes on hope road we're not alone 12 road signs guide us home left behind the booze the dope glad we trudge this road of hope disease of addiction held me in a trance divine intervention Gave me a second chance Released from the chains Of that prison of pain Creating a new life Happy, sober and sane On Hope Road we're not alone Twelve road signs guide us home Left behind the booze, the dope Glad we trudge this road of hope Spirit working through me Guides most every move Gratitude for what I have Keeps me in the groove Writing songs and poetry Helps to keep me sane Practicing serenity Calms my mind 
signs guide us home Left behind the booze, the dope Glad we trudged this road of hope On Hope Road we're not alone Twelve road signs guide us home Left behind the booze, the dope Glad we trudged this road of hope Guitars and dogs and horses Artwork made by friends Wake up every morning To our favorite coffee blend Hopes and wishes coming true New mountains to climb We travel on this road of hope One day at a time Yes, we travel on this road of hope One day at a time. Thanks for tuning in to Folk Music Notebook. If you'd like to help keep the music flowing, our tip jar can be found at paypal.me slash folkmusicnotebook. We thank you for your support.